Hi, friends. I'm Mandy. And I'm Missy. And we're the Wayward Homesteaders. In this podcast, we will talk about homesteading and homeschooling. We will cover topics like food preservation, gardening, unschooling, and all the things we enjoy doing with our families. Grow with us as we talk about creating a homestead full of poop, plants, permaculture, and everything in between. Hey everybody, this is Manny from Chapel Forge. And this is Missy from Homesteading Roots. So today we have the boys with us. Like we mentioned the last couple weeks, we're probably going to have the boys with us most weeks, every week, you know, whatever. Um, So we had recently put out on Facebook and Instagram and in our Wayward Homesteaders Facebook group, um, you know, what kinds of questions do you have for us? Um, as far as what topics do you want us to talk about? What questions do you have for us, like on a personal level, things like that? So today's topic, we're going to be talking about stocking up, drawing down, and having food on hand. Um, obviously, this is something that most of you listening probably care about. Um, you may already be doing it. You may be um, kind of just starting. You may be sort of at the level that maybe Zad and I are at, and you're sort of just like honing in on what you already know and what you're already doing. I know I've seen a few people in our group talk about how they dabbled in a few things last year, but they really want to work on their food stores this year. So That's what we're going to talk about today. So I'm going to start with Missy. She's going to touch on um, family size. As we've mentioned in the past, they've gone from, you know, seven people in their family down to now four. Um, They don't necessarily have dietary restrictions. They'll be, you know, going back to five. It just depends who's visiting, who's here, etc. So, um, and like I said, they don't necessarily have dietary restrictions, but there are like palate issues and sort of um, texture issue type things that Missy has to consider when she's putting up food because she's not going to put up food they're not going to eat. So she's going to talk about that and then how many meals per week per day she's kind of planning for. As we've mentioned before, she's more of a planner than me. Um, Maybe not necessarily anally planning every single meal, but just has a general idea, okay, this is what we're going to do this week. So we're going to go to Missy first. So this is kind of been a challenge for me um, over the years. As many of you know, we have moved um, a couple times back and forth across the country. Um, <laughs> across town, across the country. Right. And I really feel like we're kind of finally at the place where, uh, not to sound silly, but where all of our dreams can come true as far as we have room for storage. Um, we have room for multiple freezers, fridges, um, we have room to grow our own food. Uh, Talk about your basement layout and like how what you had in Washington Borough versus what you have here. Yeah. So when we before we moved to Florida, um, we lived in an old farmhouse and it was separated into apartments. There was an apartment upstairs, apartment downstairs. So basically, we had it was three bedrooms, a kitchen, dining room, living room, and then we had like a enclosed porch area and an attic, which was you know huge, but super hot or super yeah, cold. We couldn't store food up there. Um, so we had very limited food storage uh, there. We had, you know, two refrigerators, you know, so the freezers that came with them. And then we had a, like a seven cubic foot deep freezer and we did the best we could. And we used the enclosed porch for like our dry storage. But we didn't really have a lot of room to be able to, you know, spread out. I think our whole apartment was like 900 square feet. It was ridiculous. Well, and even um, having so, the freezer on the enclosed porch was sometimes, it got hot out there. Right, exactly. Yeah. Storing 
extra food under beds or right exactly like we kind of just shoved it in wherever we could because we didn't we didn't even have a pantry in our kitchen like we bought a cabinet from uh lowe's that you know was supposed to be like a dresser or something we turned (laughs) it into like that's just we you know did the best we could with what we had now we did have like a huge garden outside which helped over the summer and stuff you know we did have the area for that but um moving to florida we had more space to you know preserve food but the resources weren't there so we kind of were in more space as in you had a bigger kitchen we had a bigger kitchen we had a pantry you know we had whatever like um more area that i could put something to store food in like we had our hutch which was like close to the kitchen and dining room area that you know held all of our our canned goods then in our pantry I was able to do buckets like five gallon buckets, you had a nice pan- walk in yeah walk yeah. in like it was it was a lot more room but I didn't have the resources there so I was finding myself purchasing from like Azure and that, which isn't a bad thing I love that and I still do that I just don't do it as often um but here I feel like we're finally settled and good grief it took me what 43 years to get to this point so <laughs> Um, so patients. also mentioned no basement in Florida, of course, because of right. sea level. Yeah, so no totally. basement. And then you had a garage, but it was too freaking hot. It was hot. too hot all year round. Yeah. I mean, it was just too warm to preserve anything out there. So, um, we did the best we could there. We did the best we could in Washington borough. Um, now I feel like where we're at, we have options and we have different ways to store. Um, once we got here and moved in, one of my biggest things was getting meat in the freezer. We've never been able to have a lot of meat um, stored up because we didn't have the room, like I said before. Uh, but here, now we have like a stand-up freezer, we have an extra refrigerator, we have another refrigerator out in the barn, and then we have our refrigerator upstairs. So we have more areas to be able to store meat. So my first thing was to get meat in the freezer. Um, we're very like meat and potatoes, meat and starchy kind of family. Um, Mandy always laughs at me and she's like, you know, that's such a Mennonite meal. And like, that's what I, that's what I grew up with. And that's what my mom made. And it's kind of, you know, whereas Jeremy doesn't have really the Mennonite background. It's kind of what, like, we were raised on knowing what a meal was, you know, it was a meat and it was a vegetable and it was a starch or, you know, bread or whatever. So meat was my top priority. So I did, um, I did some looking around. We found somebody that, um, had a, I guess he had more than a quarter. We only got a quarter at first because, like I said, it never had meat stored up. So I really didn't know what to, like, how much an actual quarter of a cow would be, you know, right. as far as, like, freezer space. All that kind of and thing. it varies, as we learned, because yes. we got a quarter from someone else. Missy got a quarter. Our Now, we paid a little more, but our quarter had more because it was a different breed of right. steer. Yeah, so we got that, and um, once I got that in in the freezer, I was like, oh, okay, well, this isn't so bad. Maybe I should look for a pig, you know? Well, trying to find a pig was crazy, so we're just not we're not doing that right now. But I did find we have a meat market, like, in Lewistown that we go to. There's um, Pallet Grocery up the road, you know? There's Best all, there's, store ever. Right, there's <laughs> the, so many. The butcher down there. Yeah, the butcher down in Thompson Town. Thompson Town. Um, <clears throat> You know, so there's more resources here where I can get things, I wouldn't say easily, but way easier than I could in Florida or, you know, back when we lived in Washington Borough because we didn't... You had nowhere to go with it. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, so we got our meat situated. Um, I I buy chicken when we need it in bulk from the meat market, Um, you know, and then if I need stuff here and there, I just go and get it at Pallet or wherever. 
Um, so that was one of our biggest concerns. We've tackled that. Um, now, like next year, we're hoping to raise our own steer. So the finding of the steer shouldn't be an issue. But, you know, and now that we have the storing it under control, it should be a smooth process. Uh, we are just establishing... I shouldn't say just established. We're establishing better our dry goods. Um, I wouldn't. So my goal is to preserve noodles, to make noodles and preserve <laughs> noodles. I buy an awful lot of noodles at the store because my kids love buttered noodles, and I know it's not like the. And we have a podcast about how to make noodles. I can link that in the yeah. description. So Missy and Jeremy are was called the noodleist making couple. We've yeah. never made noodles, and that's one of our things this winter that we were going to try to do together. Yeah, so I would love to, and I know how to do it. It's just taking the time. It's a lot of work. It's like a day or two process, and then the drying of it takes a couple days, and then, you know, storing them and that kind of thing. Making sure toddlers don't knock over. Right, or dogs or cat gets (laughs) up there and thinks it's string and bats it around. (laughs) Um, You know, that kind of stuff. So we're slowly building our dry goods storage. Um, We do the five-gallon buckets. We have the two-gallon buckets right now. Um, I have a working pantry upstairs. Um, We... We usually try to keep, like, flour, and we buy that in, like, a 50-pound bag and keep that in stock because, I mean, we do, we cook a lot of meals at home. We don't, like Mandy said, you know, we range from a family of seven to a family of four at any given time, um, you know. And if just, Ma's here, maybe eight. Right, and, yeah, and then, like, when Zad and Mandy, when we're here, up, 12. Like, <laughs> right, when they come up, like, we just haven't figured out that when they're here, we provide the food. When we're there, they provide the food. So, you know, it's just, it's a constant fluctuation of how many people are going to be here. Um, so, meal planning is... I struggle with it, but I find that if I don't do it, I'm worse off, so to say. Um, I can figure, like, when Jeremy and I think about the the upcoming week and what we want to have for dinners, I usually go down on Sunday and we'll pull out, like, a pork, a beef, a chicken, and we'll take that up and put it in the fridge and I can start defrosting. And then we know we have at least three meals. And if it's just the four of us at that time, we know that Jared and Sawyer both have um, texture issues and some palate issues so they're not really going to eat meat where jared is getting better with it and he'll eat most meats now oh, he had deer heart at our house right. loved it right and lamb we didn't tell him what it was before he ate it no. yeah no, but, but, but he loved it he genuinely open. enjoyed it right. we wanted him open his horizons so right exactly he and loved that he loved the lamb yeah so um you know, we know that we have three meals. And a lot of times we'll have leftovers because if I take a pound of ground beef up and make it and then one kid doesn't eat it, like we have leftovers. And either Jeremy has that for lunch or, you know, we can have a whole other meal out of it. And that was a huge stride for you. Huge. I could not do leftovers. I just, I couldn't do it for the longest time. And then I guess when, like, COVID and stuff hit and, like, nobody was going anywhere, I was either going to eat leftovers or I was going to starve, you know? Like, that was, I'm not about starving, so... Um, (laughs) So, yeah, so we just, what we keep in stock are things that we know our family's going to eat. There's no point in keeping in stock things that you think, oh my gosh, and I'm the worst for this. Let me tell you a story. So I watched, <laughs> I watched, was it, oh gosh, I guess it was Jessica from Three Rivers Homestead. She had this brilliant idea of getting nutritional yeast and <laughs> powdering or like put sprinkling it into meals, any meal that you would use like cheese in you could sprinkle this when you told me you bought out. this i sort of chuckled it's kind of like parmesan cheese. <laughs> it, is. it is yeah and i was like oh this is fantastic i could sprinkle this in everything you know my kids will be getting all this nutritional yeast and 
So I bought a 25-pound bag from <laughs> Azure, and do you think I've used it yet? Sure haven't. We'll work it in. When I'm here, Why? we'll work it in. Why? I don't know. Because it, well, I know part of it is because it's not easily accessible. It's down in my right. canning room. You got to put one on your extended yes, pantry I shelf. Yes, put it in a littler jar on my, and then I, the other thing, I just Blower. don't think about it. Shut your mouth. I just yeah. don't think about it. Like, and it's well, because when be... you think cheese, you go to the fridge. Right, exactly. You don't go to the pantry. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm too. I'm so put it in the fridge. Set in my ways. Huh. Well, yeah. As far as that's concerned. But anyway, so to get back on track, don't preserve things and store things up that your family is not going to eat, or is a waste of space, or a waste of time, waste of resources. Well, like we were just talking about beans. So like we eat beans a lot. Yeah. They're really high in protein. And they're really good for you. And so I store up a lot of freaking beans. Plus, they're like apocalypse proof. So I store up a lot of beans. But, you know, like Missy said, she's like, they don't really do, maybe in chili, but yeah, she really on, you only like what? Navy beans? White beans? I only like white beans. White beans. Yeah. Right. Because um, we made chili at our house. I rattle off about eight kinds of beans. She's like, nope. Nope. <laughs> Just the old white. None of them white. Um, but yeah, don't, you know, everybody's like, oh, rice and beans. Store rice and beans. If your freaking family is not going to eat rice and beans, okay. If you're hungry, are you going to eat it? Possibly. But don't put up 50-gallon barrels of beans. And, like, rice isn't, like, something... Like, my husband loves rice, but I, I haven't The hard thing about rice, rice for like, us is... But we'll keep some in stock. It right. Just, it, it's, we don't plan meals out like you do. So, for us, it's... We come in from work, okay, let's cook, and... You got to throw it in the Instant Pot. It never cooks yeah. as fast as you need it to. Right. Or you do put it in this pot, and it's not quite ready, but everything else is ready, and you're like, right. uh. Yeah. And uh, the soaking of the beans. Like, I know we've gotten past that because we've learned how to do them in the Instant Pot. But I would always tend to or avoid... Or pressure can them. True. Yeah. I would tend to avoid the beans because I'm like, oh, totally. we chili tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes, and I'm like, well, crap, if we wanted chili, I should have been soaking my beans overnight. And a game changer for me was I always avoided dry beans for that exact reason. And then I started pressure canning them, and now we always have beans on the shelf. Right, and that's what I mean. Um, okay. So yeah, kind of touched on that dietary needs and things like that. And of course too, like if you follow Jessica at Three Rivers Homestead, they have all sorts of things. Like Adam is, uh, he does intermittent fasting. Jessica has, I don't know that she really actively has Crohn's, but she avoids gluten. Yeah. Um, the oldest boy has an anaphylactic dairy allergy, you know, whatever. So they have these things to keep in mind. So if you're in that boat, you know, figure out ways to work in. If you can't do dairy, figure out ways to work in protein or whatever in other ways so all right so as far as our household goes I know anytime I post a picture of our pantry I talk about you know oh I canned 100 jars of applesauce today or whatever people are always like oh my god where do you go with all this stuff um I go with it in our freaking basement that's where it goes and then we eat it you know I think a lot of times people think oh well, I'm gonna put up 50 jars of peaches but then we'd never eat that. And then when I say to them, okay, there's 52 weeks in a year and you put up 50 jars of peaches. Could you eat one jar of peaches in a week? They're like, well, yeah, we could probably eat a couple. Okay, well, if you're going to eat a couple, then you need to put up 150 jars of peaches. Like, you know, people see these massive amounts of food in one picture and they're like, oh my gosh, where do you go with that? Because they're so conditioned to go to the store and they're like, oh, okay, this week I need one jar of applesauce, one can of peaches, one, you know, whatever. And they're just so accustomed to only planning for that week. Whereas when I look at my pantry, I'm planning for a year. I don't want to drag out the crap to do apples more than once. It's a lot of freaking work. It's a lot of freaking roasters. It's, it's, it's big mess. you know, it's a big mess. It's super sticky. I want to do all of my apples in one shot. That doesn't always happen, but that's my goal. Um, so as far as stocking up and how much 
we keep on hand. If you've seen my pantry tour on YouTube, you know that I have, are they 35 gallons? The barrels? The big barrels? Uh, 50? 35? 30 or 32. Whatever they are. The big barrels are about waist high. And I store in those, I store beans, flour, sugar, rice. Uh, oats and then in the smaller ones i think i have like 15 gallon and five gallon or 10 yeah whatever they are you know in the smaller ones i do things like brown sugar um i'm trying to think what's in my yes so i do have a big one of salt oh popcorn i have in a smaller one so as far as like drawing down restocking whatever some things i don't know maybe i just don't get as anal about this as some people but and i realize that the nutritional value decreases as it sits but I'm really not worried about the nutritional value of the sugar decreasing because it doesn't have any friggin' nutritional value to begin well, with. If if we're getting to where our bigger barrel is getting to the end and we're needing to restock that, we'll take that and put it into a small, smaller barrel, Right. use that, and restock the bar- bigger barrel so that the oldest isn't sitting on the bottom. Well, and like Missy said, you know, she was getting the stuff from Azure when she was in Florida. Now that she's here and she has a zillion Mennonite and Amish stores around, she can go to any store and buy a 50-pound bag of flour or sugar or whatever. And same for us, being in Lancaster County, it's not a problem at all to source that kind of stuff. It's almost always in stock. Um, as far as other staples... I was going to say, and like our canned goods stuff, the stuff that we've preserved, mm-hmm. if we have... 10 jars of applesauce that we haven't used yet and we're doing applesauce now right we'll pull those 10 off set them to the side restock the shelf with the newest stuff and then put the older ones in the front so that they're used first so that they're not just sitting in the back and am i like perfect at rotating i sure as heck am not um i that's something i wish i was better at it's just my willy-nilly personality just doesn't and i think a lot of this is very mental so like i'm probably better at than you are very much so the other day i posted that i was eating pickles that i did in 2020 and you know some people messaged me they're like oh shouldn't you eat it within 18 months or some nonsense and so a lot of times i'm like if the seal's still down and i know i use safe preservation methods and they're still crunchy i'm not worried about it and on that note if you have mushy pickles run them pulse them through your food processor and make relish like don't throw them away just because they're like two or three years old and you think they're too soft Make them into relish and do something else with it. The other thing you can do if you have a freeze dryer is you could pour those pickles out on the tray and you could freeze dry it and make pickle powder, which you could use to season popcorn. Yeah, popcorn, chips, anything like that. Um, Yeah, any kind of dip. So if you ever have a concern about something that you think you should throw away, ask me what you can do with it because I probably have a, a thought. Um, so I think what's important here is figuring out what are your staples. Staples for us are having flour, sugar, salt, uh, oats, you know, things like that on hand. Um, like Missy mentioned about noodles. We have a couple tubs of noodles in the basement. Noodles are typically the date on them. I feel like is two or three years ahead typically. And I don't usually have them much past that, but if you do, frankly, they're probably fine. Like like potatoes, you know, like I bought a like 50 pound bag of potatoes and just kept it in my canning room which is cooler than out here and we use them mashed potatoes we you know fried potatoes like there's so many and if they start to sprout right cut the sprouts out and make mashed potatoes look at the date that's a suggestion well they put the date earlier so that you're more inclined to throw it out and buy another jar Mm -hmm. right that they do last much longer than what they say 
go through last. And as far as getting like buckets and barrels and where to source that kind of stuff, since COVID, gamma lids are just ridiculous. I, they're running what, like ten dollars a lid or something crazy. They're expensive, but they're amazing. But they're amazing, they and they save your fingers. Right. Um, the barrels we have, you can see in my YouTube video, they're super easy to use. Um, if you want to, they're food grade. If you want to know where to source that kind of stuff, you know, ask me. I can probably get you to where you need to go. Um, okay, so we're going to switch over to the boys here. So Jeremy's going to talk a little bit about <laughs> not eating breakfast and how he only really fits into one meal a day in this house. Um, and then what was food storage like as a kid for you? Because again, sort of the same situation at Jeremy's house, they had three, four, five, ten, you know, kids. He's talked a little bit before about how his, they did a lot of fostering. And so there was, you know, his mom also kind of dealt with they had the kids that lived there all the time, but then there could be kids coming in and out. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so as far as the stocking up and, and drawing down, um, mom kind of had her own system as far as, you know, when it was time to replenish. Um, you know, like, there could be, on a normal day growing up, there could be, geez, with all of us, 12, 12 kids and adults and, you know, foster kids. So mom was constantly, you know, having to readjust her system that, that she came up with and it worked for her. Uh, the downstairs basement was, well, still to this day, that you could see where all the, <clears throat> the, the canning shelves were and, and they were always constantly full and chest freezers and stand-up freezers. So she was constantly changing her, her system and God bless her heart because I don't know how she kept up with that system because it probably changed a million times. Um, so there was always, you know, planting season. We were always planting, getting ready for, you know, the fall harvest and then, you know, the canning throughout when things were ready. If, if you know, there was an overabundance, which there always was an overabundance of, you know, produce and vegetables and things like that uh, so food storage was was a big uh, priority um, just because you know uh, when I was growing up I didn't really realize you know back then I mean gallon of milk's what's six bucks we just six went and got bucks. a gallon yeah. back then you know we went to our uncle's farm and filled up our glass jars and so we basically got it for free, you know, trade for labor, you know, throwing hay in the hay mile. And, but it was, it was always, you know, a, a big to do. And we, and, and for us kids, yeah, we, when we were younger, it was like, yeah, we really hated that time of year coming around. But as we got older, it was, it was fun because mom and dad would make it fun. You know, it was always a race. Who can pick the most ears of corn and get them, you know, shucked and, and up to mom. And, but it, you know, it was, it was hard work, but it was, it was fun. And by making it fun, it doesn't seem like work. And you didn't realize the value until right. you were an adult. And, and the things that, you know, I learned there, I'm like, just like school, like, well, when am I ever going to use this math or this skill, you know, well, here I am at 37 using that skill and those skills that were passed down that I learned from mom and dad. 
So it's, you know, so just come up with your system that works for you and your family. And, you know, if you write it down or keep a spreadsheet or whatever works, but just make it work for you and your family and, and the space that you have. So that way that it's not so overwhelming when you're trying to keep track of what's old and what's new and when I need to, when you need to order something or, you know, when to get rid of stuff. So it's just, you know, it, it takes some time and, and some finesse to figure out a system that works for you and your family. And I think like Missy said, don't try to build your dry pantry, build your freezers, build your, don't try to do it all at one time. Like Missy knew meat was a priority mm -hmm. and if they had meat, they could build from there. And so, you know, if your family is big on pasta or rice or, you know, whatever, start with those things first. And, well, and they moved in the middle of winter. So it's not like they right. could just start a garden and start getting from that garden. Right, right. All right, babe, so talk a little bit about food storage as a kid for you. So when we lived on the farm, we, we rented a, the other half of the house from a farmer. Um, we were able to have a garden, so I remember corn and some other vegetables in there. And then when we moved from there to Holtwood, we didn't have a garden there, but uh, we had an apple tree and we had grapevines. And so we'd do applesauce and grape juice. And my dad was a big hunter, hunted in West Virginia and in Pennsylvania. So for us, meat was pretty much always venison. I mean, occasionally we'd have bacon and pork chops and stuff that my mom would get a good deal at the market. But other than that, our meat was venison, our roasts and sausage and all that stuff. Well, it's funny now as adults, we like, we would kill for an apple tree, grapevines and access to deer all the time. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I would love to hunt, but the PA game land around where we are, it's just too many hunters for the area. And it's just not safe. And I tried it too many times and just, it's not worth it. And the last two years, we've been very fortunate. We've had friends reach out the yeah. last two years with extra deer and they said, Hey, if you want to take this to the butcher, you're welcome to have it, which has been amazing yeah. to have. It's, it's a, a delicacy for our house. We yeah. pull it out for special occasions or, you know, and we like to keep our proteins diversified. Yeah. So like in our freezer right now, we have turkeys that we grew, the deer that we were given, the bison we bought at the local farm, the, uh, hog and the the steer we bought from local farmers so we have five good local sources of protein in the freezer and as far as not local well we we have salmon that is store-bought but still store -bought, wild caught but it's wild caught and it's not a big big infrastructure company it's a smaller mom-pop kind of like business and it ships overnight. Hey, we got lamb from a local farmer. If you've never gotten a lamb, you should. It's good, and it's one of those things I think people kind of are like, well, I don't know how to cook it or what to do with it, but yeah. it's good. That farmer, he sells his lambs for wool to other people who want to build their flocks, and during COVID, he couldn't go to the market where he sold sells them, so he sold them as locker lambs, and we just took a a chance and tried something different and we loved it we yeah. we actually split the hat split it in half we took half and we sold our uh, my in-laws took the other half and after we ate the first yeah we were regretting sharing first one we made plate we made of it we we're like oh man we should have kept this whole thing and if you've never had bison bison is zad and i fell in love with bison when we were in montana yeah. um when we went out for a friend's wedding and it's it's a little more expensive than beef, but it's higher protein and less 
Leaner. Uh, it's leaner. So it's if you want something different. It, and it tastes a lot like beef. Frankly, like, we fed it to Jared. Jared had no clue. He, oh, we yeah. just said it was beef, and he was like, oh, and he didn't. You wouldn't know. If you didn't know that it was different, you wouldn't. It, but it's well, delicious. It's kind of interesting, too, because we were just at the meat market, and we saw camel. ground camel. Yeah. So now we're like, oh, well, maybe we should do some research on camel, because Race? camel... Well, right? Yeah, like, like alligator. I love alligator. And crawfish, yeah. I love crawfish. It's just those... It's... Those are kind of those specialty types of meats that, for where we live, it's expensive to always have on the table. So it's yeah. one of those, it's a special occasion, like we had shrimp last night. You know, it's New Year's, you know, we had shrimp. You know, for me, if I'm at a restaurant and I know it's fresh, you know, not breaded, frozen alligator, I'm going to get it or crawfish because I don't get the have that and don't be intimidated by the whole like local blah 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 you know like everybody's so okay everything has to be local organic etc etc okay that's all fantastic and i would love that too i'd love to raise all this stuff in my backyard but if you can and what you can afford is the 99 cent truckload chicken special at the local grocery store then get that like it's better to have something in the freezer than nothing um so i um am gonna link a my youtube video to my pantry tour in the comments um or in the description it's i mean i think it's probably my favorite video i've ever done because i am obsessed with food storage and my pantry and i'm always trying to make my pantry better um so i will link that in the description if you have questions about that let me know if you have questions for any of us just about sort of how we plan this how we stock up draw down what we keep on hand obviously always let us know and we'll see you guys next time bye friends